Hey, welcome to Behind the Bar. We're the side quest in. And uh, today we wanted to talk a little bit about Castravel. Um, it's a planet that was recently released in the second Dead Sun's Adventure Path, um, the Temple of the Twelve. You know, we wanted to talk about what this planet is and, and what we're maybe excited about. Um, at the table with me today, I have JD. Hello. Mac. Hey. Jeff. Hello. And Felicia. Hi. So to start, I guess I'll, I'll say Castorville is one of the coolest planets I've read so far. It's so cool, it's, you guys. It's very cool. It's very cool. When I read about it, so we'll just kind of, the book says that Castorville's super hot, humid, tons of life everywhere, jungles, predators, just different things and different ecosystems across the whole planet and, and these continents that have formed with different races, which is so cool to me. Yeah, it's like a planet with like more than one sentient race, which is a really cool concept as a whole. Super cool. One of the things for me, and we'll go into each of like the continents, and I know you guys all read about them, and, and you'll talk about each one that you kind of picked to read about. Um, but one of the coolest things for me, it says on this planet before starships and things like that came around, they had these elf gates or Ayudara, I guess they're called. Um, I think of them kind of like stargates. They're teleportation things that you can get around the planet. And it says that some of them, they still function today, but some go to unknown locations. People don't know what? where they transport you to. No way, really. Yeah. That's so cool. That's incredible. Yeah, it says, uh, today these archers remain a public resource as well as a subject of intense speculation since the secret of their creation has long been lost. So no one knows how these were made. So, And there's no new ones being built, obviously. Correct. And I think it's because of the gap. I was just about to call that out. Yeah, it's got to be something to do with well, that. Well, isn't for the sure. Starstone like the same thing? Like they don't know where it came from or whatever, but they just know yeah. that it's there. I think so. Man, the gap sucks. No, it's great. Um, we were talking about Castorville the other day, Jeff and I, and you said something really interesting about it. You talked about how technology advanced so far, and then Mother Nature was like, nope, I'm going to do the same thing. And then Mother Nature advanced. So the planet's just full of these predators and fauna that, that are deadly. And there's turrets on like edges of cities to protect them. Yeah, this whole, the whole planet is like, it's like, yeah, science was doing its thing and they were doing research and advancing. But like natural evolution seemed to want to fight back the entire time. So it's like, you know, in, in Castrol, you don't go camping on the weekend. There's no place no. to go camping. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's just as hostile outside as it is inside, considering if you're talking about gangs and crime and stuff. You go outside, you're not going to find it any better. No, Nothing's it, out there to help you typically without some kind of, a, you know, payment of. Yeah, to pull right from like the opening paragraph of this book, it literally says like mobile carnivorous plants, devastating mold storms. And there's a, a periodic mass um, of flowerings called death blooms. Yeah. Where that's just terrifying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then on top of all of that, we'll get to Eucalum. <laughs> <laughs> so excited. I'm not fucking kidding, man. Oh, this man. place is bad. <laughs> well, we can start there. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah sure. Love it. Go ahead. Let's just okay. kind of, well, let's give an overview first of what that it's kind of separated into. So in the book, it... It specifies these four different areas. There's Asana, Euculum, the colonies, and then uh, what was yours, Mac? Soverian. Soverian. So there's like four main areas that the book goes over, and we all kind of picked one to read. So uh, JD picked Euculum, and so he kind of is the expert on it. So we'll let him go into it, but just kind of know that's where it kind of separates. The first thing it says for Euculum is that there's three great species, 
none of which were able to get a foothold on Ugolum, period. So it's wild. What do you mean? It's It says uh, uh, three great species, species Sorry, has a continent to call its own. Few re- records suggest any large-scale colonization of Ugolum. So they didn't make it to Eucalum. Oh, so the, the other three continents have the species right. that took they, them over, but Eucalum, no one was able to. It's fucking wild. It's the wild of the wild. Like impossible to start a city there without just dying, apparently. Unconquered depths have remained the domain of powerful beasts, deadly plants, and immense fungi that drive a never-ending cycle of evolution, growth, and decay. There you are. Oh. It's like in-text they, proof that's they how They consume it is. settlements, leaving most ruins damaged beyond easy identification. You don't settle here, period. You can't, is what yeah. it sounds yeah. like. Well, we're even talking like, uh, you know, plants that can move around and stuff. So yeah. they have some kind of higher brain function. They're that better. may not be sentient, they're but better, it's good enough to like almost like farm an They're area, better than the three species that are taking over the rest of the, col- the colonies. So the thing with Eucalum is like... It's this, like you said, like all these plants and creatures and stuff, but it was also a war zone for the Lashunta and the Formian for a very long time. They fought on these borders uh, of this. It was like their fighting grounds until the Shirin brokered treaty. And once that happened, they kind of, the Lashunta and Formian kind of pulled out a little bit and all of their fortresses and bases got overrun by this fauna. So there's still some fortresses out there today. And just a call out, um, I know what a Lashunta is because Jeff is a Lashunta, but could you explain the other race for me just really fast? Yeah, the Formian are, they're like insect type race, I guess, um, like ants. When I think about them, I think of the movie Ants. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's exactly what I thought of when I was reading about the colonies, because that's where the Formian are from, is oh, that, cool. that part okay, of yeah. so, the so Formians are here as well. in. In this part. Yeah, they're, yeah. that because they had the war there. So, but they're slowly pulling out. And they're a race that breed for specific tasks. So whether it's the worker cool. or the nurse or things like that, they're bred yeah. for it. And they do it without complaint. There's hardly any uprising. That's, awesome. that's the next thing I wanted to say is there are, there are species here, but they're bred for this area. They're not um, looking for world. Yeah, they don't go take over. No, they're place. not looking they to take over wars. anything. They're just here, but they're badass species <laughs> don't come here unless you're ready for a fucking fight yeah. so i wonder i don't know if anyone's read this but just a random question so why do people go there is it for hunting do they have great resources why would someone go there aside from the war and like the fighting people on casserville they're not ashamed of the fauna or the deadly creatures they're kind of proud of them too so people will go out there to study them and learn more about them oh. um to kind of just Hopefully they don't die, well, but yeah. The, yeah. Whole, the whole planet runs on commerce. So we got all these big companies pumping money into expeditions to find, uh, like resources would be the biggest one. They're finding new healing medicines, unique plants, things to make into uh, drugs and medicines, things like yep. that. There's something called Waklahar's Expeditions, which is exactly what you guys are talking about. Yeah, there you go. Cool. Yep. Okay. So to get medicinal things. Yeah, well. Like- like these plants it's are tourism valuable. as well as tourism. Yeah. It's all which kinds is crazy. Of that. It's like Jurassic Park. It I really is. It is like, is like Park. Jurassic Park. That, that is That's the Jurassic great analogy. Park of Starfinder for real. <laughs> Definitely. It's it, it, they even say recreational installation. Yeah. On this 
uninhabited area. Like big game hunter stuff. But, like <laughs> uninhabited by the three main colonies, but it's fucking inhabited for sure. <laughs> the picture in the Ukalam section is like this guy riding this like four-eyed otter mole thing. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. With spider pincers as teeth. Right. Spider pincers. Yes. Spider pincers. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's what gave me the idea for that question is just he looks like a big game hunter. Yeah. Like a survivalist. Yeah. Like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah lots of hunting, like, lots of survivalists, that kind of thing. In in that continent, we talked about all the creatures. One of them is called the Kau Kariki. It's like a monkey thing. They're called sting bats. And they're pests, right? They do like a lot of vocal stuff, just like you would find monkeys at the zoo. Oh, okay. um, here's a picture of them. Oh, I see. Oh. Okay. They're like very, pink. Very, uh, very uh, yeah. Very uh, monkey-like. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Tail and everything. Baboon. They have like, it looks like they have um, kind of like a flying squirrel type skin between their feet and hands. Yeah. So they can glide everywhere. Yeah. I don't, is it flying or gliding? They glide. Okay, that makes sense. Um, but they travel in large troops. If they get a new alpha female, they will organize a hunt to go take down prey. Oh. To like eat Whoa. and bring back. Matriarchal like, too. Yeah. That's cool. So if... People are out exploring around these expeditions. These things might come in in a horde to kill you. That's like in real life, you don't want hordes of monkeys after you. They are bad news, man. Oh yeah, breaking the cars. And bad stuff. news, <laughs> monkeys. Yeah, I guess definitely so. bad news, monkeys. Definitely. Awesome. We should touch. Uh, we touched a little bit on the colonies. The colonies. So yeah. we should be talking about that for sure. Yeah, for sure. So <laughs> this was super cool to read about. And literally, when I was reading about it, I was just thinking about the movie Ants because it's just like that. So, yeah. So just kind of starting on where we left off about Formians, which the Formians are in the Alien Archive book, right? That's when they came out? They are. Yeah. So you can find the Formians in the Alien Archive book as well if you wanted a little more information on them. Um, but, yeah. So they basically are a breeding race where they specific they have specific functions for you know whatever purpose they were bred for so soldier or nurse like toby was saying or you know whatever specific job they they have um they're bred for that and they used to be it was like separate colonies or settlements yeah so they used to be separate but now they've like come together under this pact Hmm. um which is called it's a conference and they call it the meeting of the queens and so basically it was just where they were able to become united and work towards a greater purpose because they have to have that structure or else they can't survive that because that's sense. just how they're they're you know it's like one they great are. colony working together as one exactly. huge unit yeah. and it was way more effective way yeah. more efficient well, and they couldn't yeah they couldn't get anything done and they couldn't basically get together until they had that structure of okay well here's this what do they call it they call it the over queen and even though that's not like a real person mm-hmm. it's just this theoretical concept that they all work towards and so that they can work together and have this huge colony and it's actually cool because they're called the colonies just by outsiders, but within the colonies, they're called many different things, just depending on what religious practice they have, what colony they were from originally oh. within the main, you know, the major colony. So they could be calling it something different, like the unified hive or the everlasting queendoms. And it means the same thing. Like it's all the colonies, just depending where you are in that part of the world. Um, so it's like... I don't know, like New York City, you can say New York City, or there's like five bureaus. Well, yeah, like it just depends where you are. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The thing that really piqued my interest about it, though, is that most of their society is underground. So you're when you go there, you look at it and it's like this overgrown area. And there's some of these like anthill looking things in some areas. Like there's one of the 
um, notable locations that's called the Queen's Rock. And it basically just like looks like these huge termite mounds. And it's like got these there's a picture of it in here and it's got these ships that go underwater and pop out underwater and stuff. It's so cool. So you can find all these different um, types of animals and beings there in this jungle and not even know that there are these formians underground having this huge society in this huge area. It's so cool. That's cool. Yeah, that is cool. Perfectly defensible too. What a what a oh, cool idea. Yeah. I love it. Absolutely. Uh, Mac, what's yours? Mine is uh Sovarian and it is super awesome. It's actually located it's like the southernmost continent um on the planet. So it does include like the ice cap on the southern pole there. Um and the cool thing about Sovarian is it's very isolated from the other continents. There's a whole there's a sea that separates Sovarian from the other continents called the Sea of Teeth. So That's uh, awesome. Yeah, it has tons of icebergs, um, frost cycles, and vicious psi whales that kind of keeps everyone away from Sovarian. What are psi whales? That's awesome. Dude, I don't know, but I'm guessing they're psychic whales, and that's enough for me. That's nuts, yeah. (laughs) No, I don't know what a psi uh, psi whale is, but um, so the cool thing is, is... uh, the race that basically owns this continent is the elves, actually. What? No kidding. Elves. Huh? Yes. How cool elves. is that? Um, and half elves and stuff. So the cool thing is anybody who has elf blood can automatically be considered a citizen of Sovarian. That's badass. Um, they're pretty much snobs uh, when it comes <laughs> to No, I mean they really are That's elven, snobs when it comes to when yep. it comes to trading with other continents. That's Elvin. Yep. Yeah, so, I mean, they are so protective of their people and only letting them in. I think there was one mention of, like, there are also goblins on there that they're like, okay, we let you in. You're kind of cool. It even comes down to, like, it is shameful and embarrassing to trade with other races and other people from the planet. What? So they let goblins of, in, though? I think it, it must be I the pointy ears. Well, uh, it's because it? it's because and and we can talk about elves in another behind the bar. Yeah, but they live so long. Their race was impacted by the gap more than any other race. More than oh, yeah. Any of them. yeah. They pull oh, back yeah. away because some of them remember when the gap started. Sure. And yeah. they just lost their memories. Most so. of them probably do remember that yeah. because they they live hundreds of years. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, and That'd the gap be especially traumatic if you're in like a certain the gap was what role was it three hundred or five hundred years? It's ago. like three hundred years. So most elves probably remember yeah. that disassociation or whatever. Well, and a huge, huge ritual when it comes to like trading with other places is they wear masks, so the shame will go on the mask and not on the elf himself. Oh wow! So like it's that intense as far as like. Seeing other isolation. Yeah, elves are that's assholes, crazy. right? That's for sure. Yeah. So, and the cool thing is because <laughs> they've been around for a long time, they are not about like mass quantity, mass production of items for their, for their uh, economy there. They're all about like high quality, magical items that you cannot get anywhere else. They even have yeah. someone that's like limiting everything. And so everything is rare and beautiful and valuable. See, and that's where all that's their stuff is. That's amazing. And totally that's so Elvin. different from the Formians because they, it says here that they are only beaten out in production by the highest like automation systems. Like they do everything top notch to the point where even Lashuntas are sending stuff to be made by them. That's crazy wow. that the elves see live that. here. That blows my yeah. mind, really. Well, and the um, 
yeah, the last thing I wanted to mention is that everyone thinks because they're like super isolated down there that they have this crazy totalitarian government. And when in actuality, there's a head of state essentially for the continent. But other than that, all the cities rule themselves, even to the point of so there's a bunch of notable locations that are freaking awesome. They have they're all about blending nature and these beautiful structures um, to just create a perfect kind of blend there. Um, but there's also this this um, city called or it's it's called the Portal Grove. I get so excited because it's overseen like a dragon owns this Portal what? Grove nice. and oversees it because it's the portals that we were talking about earlier oh, cool. where it, it brings you to different places. And the dragon is like super protective of it. He doesn't let anyone in unless you pay him off. Um, or it also says like he has a kind heart, a soft spot for adventurers. And we'll sometimes hire them to go to these mysterious locations to like scout it out for him. But he pretty we much he knows where all those portals go to. So that's another thing that's cool about him. Um, I could go on for a really long time. OK, wait, just one <laughs> more thing. <laughs> just, it'll be really fast. Um, so there's this um, strait that connects uh, Silverian to. No, can't remember. Another landform. And basically, when the frost time comes, when it gets super cold, that strait will freeze. And they have a guard system in place that their whole job is to blow that up so people cannot get to oh, Solvarian. No. And they literally just sit there, blow it up, and then watch it reform. And as soon as it reforms, they blow it up again. That's totally elves. Wow. So super totally interesting. Anyway, that's crazy. That's, that's totally elves, man. That's how they roll. <laughs> okay, uh, that brings us to Asana. Yes, Asana is it's pretty awesome. It's the largest continent on the whole planet, and it's, it's populated by every kind of race, but primarily Lashuntas, as it's their homeland. And Asana's, or, uh, the Lashunta society on Asana is different than even all those. So we're talking about so much variation even between each continent, uh, despite the Formians and the Lashuntas having a very mutual agreement with each other, despite some wars that they've had in the past, uh, at least for the most part currently. Um, what's crazy is they don't have a unified government at all. Each of the cities on Asana are governed by their own form of government and they're all called city states basically and what's crazy about these cities is it's it's a lot like the rest of the planet it doesn't look like they go out and forge new cities these cities are like super technologically advanced and it, and it's like like they said they have the gates and stuff it's almost like you know something from star wars in the cities floating ships everywhere and things like that been around for a long long time yeah been around for a long time and, and probably you know probably since the gap there are a few major cities on the place itself but it's it's just the main lots of big cities wild dense jungles and it's all these cities are uh there's a huge corporate presence everything's about big business big business so what's great is they get all the credits flowing in these cities and these big companies are paying formians to make stuff for them it's cheaper for them it's more efficient they get better quality you can sell your items to all your things and they're the ones that put like the tasks together like jd was talking about to go and like uh, find new resources and, and try to make money and money's what and money's what talks in Asana like that's what's governing everything to the point that some government or some of these businesses will you know uh, grease the wheels of government officials and when there's elections and corruption uprising, corruption so is big that time. why cash is how he is <laughs> it makes total sense he's totally about the the finance and commerce and capitalism he that he's been raised to be like that, that cash everything but the womanizing that's the party guy what was that on purpose 
It was not on purpose. <laughs> it absolutely just happened naturally. It, it's kind of, that's just the way it happened. Anyway, uh, it's, so it really just comes down to, uh, it's all about the money, but they do have some other uh, cities that are more about, uh, like, for instance, they have a, a what is it called here? Um, Laubu Mesa. And it's a city that's more like uh, they train like the best pilots on the continent there. They have an official school um, and they have um, a city that has it's like the only city that's never, ever been conquered. It's unconquerable. And it's because Whoa. it's high up on this mesa and it has these pumps that go down through the middle of the mesa that have um, that somehow are attached to some kind of magical device that can spawn water and food and resources. So they're completely Whoa. self-sufficient. They don't need shipping. They don't need anything. They oh basically my. have like kind of a replicator technology of everything they could want there. Wow. And so no one can siege the city. No one can break into it. And the Lushunta own that. And the Lushunta own that. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. A little character background. That's where Cash like learned to be a pilot. So it's pretty cool. That's way yeah. cool. So cool. Guys, this is just one world. This is the this same is planet. I, know. I can't this believe is the no. same this planet. is a crazy There's fucking so, world. It's like really vast. It's incredible. I was telling them I straight up feel like it's Zootopia when she's like coming in on the train and she passes by all the different like <laughs> ecosystems <laughs> sure. and terrains. Sure. I can't believe this is one world. I'm so excited for I'm what comes so next. I'm so freaking excited. I don't know where we're going, but I don't care because everything sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you've had any encounters on Castorville or had a chance to explore the planet, write in and let us know what you like about it or, or what your thoughts are on it. You can email us at thesidequestin at gmail.com and we'll respond to all the requests that we get. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye. We love you. We love you. We love you. Now that you're on your way and the tales have all been told, go and kick a dragon's ass, maybe catch a bonnie lass at the side quest inn. The side quest inn.